Yo, what up world? It's your girl, Kelly Howard, here sharing my personal experiences on how being petty almost ruined my life. Yes, all those petty ways and consuming my precious days just and petty thoughts just, ugh, why he park like that? Why is she looking at me? Is she? Can you believe she coming on my post saying X, Y, Z? Did what? Just pettiness. Just all consuming. And I know you want to be less petty too. Don't you, mm-hmm, girl? Well, check out these bars. Hey! Be less petty with your time. Okay. Be less petty with your mind. Be less petty with your blame. All that petty shit is love. Be less petty with your friends. Love first. Make amends. Be less petty with your life. Be less petty with your wife. Okay. Be less petty with your mom. Be less petty with your job. Be less petty. Be less petty. Be less petty, baby. Body aches, migraine, chronic illness, anger pains. All it comes from is being petty. Hey. I'm telling you now, uh-huh. you don't want to do it. Nope. Because that petty shit will have you in room. Hey. Social media, yep. yep. Be less petty there. Because mm-hmm. all them petty comments ain't going to get you nowhere. You don't even want to be petty. Show don't. I feel it. You just doing it. Cause it's socially acceptable But don't nobody want no more We wanna move on to a new time Where we can love and spit these rhymes Like what? I wanna love everybody But is that even possible? With this pretty behavior I don't know why I start singing It was just in me Now my ears are ringing My ears are Hey, 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 what up, y'all? We are back. It is Be Less Petty uh, with Kelly Howard. In this particular season, we are talking about being less petty about relationships. Relationships, marriage, platonic, whatever, right? Group friends, all of that stuff. We got to be less petty and stop creating all of that negative energy uh, with our pettiness. And, of course, I have here my co-host and amazing husband, Mike Chu. Hello. 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 Okay. (laughs) He's not going down that. He's not going down that road (laughs) with me today, y'all. He don't want to be silly. Whatever. Anywho, uh, I am really, really excited to announce that we have a relationship therapist on the air with us today, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, communication and how to be less petty about communication and relationships. So, uh, if you guys can help me, welcome Anita Chapella. Chapella, yes. Chapella. I was like, I'm gonna fuck her last name up, but I didn't. Uh, Yeah, she actually uh, has her own therapy um company relationship reality 312 it is based here in chicago illinois i don't know if you travel with it do you at all no but i do skype or facetime sessions awesome so you guys could definitely check her out at relationship reality 312.com but i'm excited to have her here welcome thank you i'm so excited to be here yeah so tell us i want to dive right in uh, because i want to know what got you started in relationship like specifically because you work specifically in relationships Yeah, I don't have an answer other than I think it's my calling because this truly is my dream job. I love working with my clients and I was a teacher at the time in my early 20s and I kind of knew it wasn't what I wanted to do forever. And I ended up going to a talk on dating and relationships and the woman who spoke was a marriage and family therapist. And so I met up with her after and asked her to tell me more about the field and what this all, you know, meant. And then... I knew just from the get-go that I wanted to work with couples. Nice. 
Now, now, are you married? I am not. Interesting. I always find that interesting. Yeah. You know, I think it's really difficult being a relationship expert dating in Chicago. As many, you know, men as people think are out there. Uh, there are a lot of insecure men who can't handle dating me. Yeah. I mean, mm. I've, I've had... You're well put together, so that's hard. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had guys who have read my blogs before a first date. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so now they have this idea of what you expect. Yeah, or that I... You know, they they think I know everything or that I'm analyzing their every move. I mean, if a guy asks me on a first date, are you analyzing me? I know it's over. No, because people don't really understand what therapists do. It's like you could have your arms crossed and we're going to make a judgment about it. Mm. When really, especially with couples, I mean, I think it's a little bit different sometimes with individuals. But it really is important to look for patterns and to you know, understand exactly what people are trying to say. But it's like, that takes time. Mm. You know, so on a first date, I mean, I'm taking in information just like anybody else, but I actually think I am much more likely to give the benefit of the doubt or to have a lot, I don't know, like a bigger perspective than Mm -hmm. someone who is overanalyzing, making assumptions. Because you you have the training. That's true. Yeah, Yeah. because you you understand the background behind that, and so you're able to look at it from a much more objective standpoint. Yeah, Yeah, so people, you know, they just don't understand what we do. It's like, and it's, it can be exhausting, I mean, to to have your mind be on to work with clients and really understand what's going on. It's like, I don't want to be doing that when right. I'm on a date. I'm like, let me you just enjoy just my relax. glass of wine. Right. right. And just be who I'm you just, are. I'm also a woman. I'm not just right. a therapist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause you're human as well. And right. you're not, you would never say, Oh, just because I understand these character traits, I'm perfect. Right. Like, no, right. it's like you understand it enough to talk about it, help people through their stuff. Right. But you got to list the stuff you got going right, on too. At the same right? time, Nobody, we're all humans. Right. And I even tell my own clients, I'm like, I wouldn't even expect perfection from anybody because it's not realistic. Right. You know, but the beauty of like why people don't care, my clients at least don't care that I'm not married is because we have more research on what makes marriages work now than we ever had before. Mm. Yeah. You know, and that's what's that's what's awesome is that I could quote research or, you know, give my clients some skills and some tools to be like, well, this is what research shows keeps marriages alive or keeps relationships healthy. This is what you want to avoid. And then we help them, you know, with both of those things. Now, what are some of the biggest issues in marriage that you see? Like, what are the what are your top three things that couples tend to come in for or get divorced for? Well, or both. <laughs> the, well, one, what everybody tells me, because I always ask what brings you in or if I'm talking to them on the phone, can you tell me a little bit about what you're looking for? Every single one of them says communication. Yeah. So when you asked me to come in and talk about communication, I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> that's what everybody like, thinks. Talk about it every day. Yeah. <laughs> But it's really, I mean, there is a communication component, but, you know, I tell my clients, I'm like, you're a highly intelligent person and I understand you just fine. So it's really not necessarily communication. It's either an emotional management issue because mm. people are having fights. Oh, when if you're emotionally in charged, then yep. communication obviously is going to be the first yes. thing to go. <laughs> yeah. So that, you know, we look at that. We look at what they're fighting about. So like, how do you fight? What do you fight mm. about? Uh, because sometimes they're called like perpetual issues. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they're things that couples are going to be dealing with because you're just different people. Yeah. You know, right. like, I don't know, in your own marriage is like one of you may be a little more messy than the other or oh, one is chronically late. About that. <laughs> we just talked about that. Cause we I was like, I was saying that some of my petty ways are me getting upset about stuff that because I was raised in the household my grandmother we clean up all the time so it's yeah. just out of habit where sh- shit should be put back you know what I mean and if it's right. not 
that drives me crazy. Right. And so I find myself bickering all the time right. about, oh, you left this out. Right. Whose shirt is this? Why is this on the counter? Why are right. they, you know, especially now because we have fruit flies. Oh. So I'm like super uber yeah. petty about the kitchen. And they just, do, it doesn't register. And I, and I had to explain that I don't actually think that that's petty. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think that that's petty. I think it's petty for us to take, a, when we take offense to that. Because mm-hmm. all you're doing is trying to tell us to clean up. You're doing behind yourself. Yeah. We're, you're <laughs> asking us to do what we should be doing, and so well. But to some degree, but here's the thing: is so that's a difference that is probably not going to change because you're never going to be like you're. Because if you were, you would have been doing it already. Mm-hmm. I know. It's you know I don't even know how long. Years. Right. I don't even know how long you guys have been together. We've but been together for eight, married for eight, five. five. Okay. But the thing is, is that what is one of the top complaints of my couples is that they don't feel accepted and respected for who they are. They try to get their partner to change. And Mm. I can't tell you how many of my clients fight over chores because it's not about chores, but it's about, do you accept them and respect them for who they are? Do you accept that I'm messy? Do you accept that I'm this way? Exactly. So, but then there's the balance where, so for you being more organized, like it would be really helpful for you to understand, okay, your husband is not, like you he's never going to be like you but you can ask for behavior modifications so you could you know think about what is the thing that drives you the craziest i mean i've Food. had okay when but, he so, leaves but he goes and he gets leftovers takes it puts it in a bowl heats it up <laughs> eats it and forget that he fucking got it out of something you know what i mean he just leaves it all on a cat everything i know what he's eaten by by every day i know yeah. exactly what he's done because he leaves it all out and then when i ask him about it and i say bae are you gonna put that food up <laughs> Every time, never fails. I was gonna get some more. Every time, that's his. That's his answer as to why he didn't put it up. Right. I, I, that is usually my intention to get more, though. But it's hours. <laughs> it's hours later. You know what I mean? It's like he'll right. make something at eight, and he's like, "I was gonna get more," and it's like one. Right. So the food is warm now. You don't even have to put it in the microwave. It's cooled off. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, but that's the thing is, if that's your, it sounds like that might be like your non-negotiable. So, hey, put your food away or if you have to throw it out, you know, <laughs> throw it out. Is it non-negotiable though? Because I've been fucking still putting his food up since, <laughs> well, since we met, basically. <laughs> right, but then if you can let everything else go or some of the other things go, like, okay, it's not, I'm not going to make a big, as big of a deal about this or I'm not going to expect him to be, you know, acting like this in a certain way. So then his responsibility is to be like, okay, this is the most important thing. So yeah. I'm going to get my act together and do this for her. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just so that, important. that consideration or just That's that important. compromise. Yeah. yeah. So, and compromise is so key. And I mean, I know it's kind of like an overused word, but really it's, you know, when you talk about also like just communication, couples fighting over who's right and who's wrong. I mean, that is a no-win situation. Your relationship will always, always lose. Yeah. And so, uh, like, I had a client, an attorney, actually, who, after working with me for several months, he was just, like, sitting on the couch in my office talking to his wife, and he goes, one of the things I've learned being here for a few months is that we, we can both be right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yes, yes. Because people don't, you know, they think, well, if I'm right, then you're wrong. And then they make the other person feel horrible. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, you know, yeah. bring people closer together. Right. I, I definitely see us. Do, we've done that before where it was like I, I refuse to back down. Mm-hmm. But I will say that over the years, the, the best thing that has happened for us is being able to let things go. Like getting to mm-hmm. a point where we're like, okay, he's not going to budge on this. Right. I'm going to budge on it. Or he'll be like, this is one of the things that she's just not going to give me. I'm just going to let it go. Right. Well, I think also from my my position, I also have learned how to trust my wife 
more, right? Yeah. To trust that what she's saying is probably kind of right, <laughs> right? And, and I might not agree with it, but there has right. to be some kind of truth there because it's continually coming up, right? Yeah. So, But that's where you can really, I think the step that I see a lot of my clients miss, and that's what gets them into the fights, is that they don't stop to truly understand their partner's perspective. Mm-hmm. So you skip that step where maybe you state your piece and then you jump into either trying to get the other person to change their mind right. versus there absolutely is truth to what she's saying, just right. like there is for you. But you're you're two different people. So it's an unrealistic expectation for you two to agree on everything. Right. And even, yeah. you know, there's research that shows that two thirds of the time you're not going to see eye to eye. So I hear people saying things like, well, it's important to be on the same page or you have to see eye to eye with your partner. That's how you know they're the one. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> right. You're going to be like, you're, you're, not, right. Yeah, right. You're, you're not dating your clone. You're not married to your clone. And right. again, it, it kind of underlies that importance of respect and acceptance. You know, yeah. so wait, if I if I disagree with her, but. I'm obviously married to a very smart person, then, oh, I have to understand why is this important, right. you know, to her or to him. And you don't even have to agree. Yeah. Right. You know, that's the, that's the beauty of marriage and relationships is you don't even have to agree right. and just be like, okay, but I can understand where you're coming from. And then you literally pump so much, you know, acceptance of your partner into your relationship that way. Right. That's yeah. a, that was a really good point. Yeah. That is a good point because I, I do think it goes back to respecting and it definitely goes back to trust. And when you said that, yeah. that he trusts, because I, I find myself in a lot of ways um, combating something he said, he said uh, and, and it probably is a, a trust factor of like, well, how do you know? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, how do you, says who? You know right, what I mean? And right. if I have to say says who, then I clearly <laughs> don't trust the fact that you've just said it because it's like, well, who else? Above you said it. That makes right. more sense, you know. And so I find myself being that person, being super petty in that way, where I'm not trusting things that that he'll say, and then it right. will turn into a fight because now he feels one, like I don't trust him or respect him, and then two, like I'm belittling his idea around something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we were talking about that earlier in the car, where we we're just talking about validation, right? You look for look for signs of validation whether it's something you said something you did yeah um who you are right you look for those validations and specifically you look for that in your mate Mm -hmm. and if you don't get it now it is a little bit of a hit on the ego and and onto the right and so because we were talking about sex right and i was like well you know right we were talking (laughs) about sex and i was like well you know i i found that we don't need you know sex isn't a big thing as far as i think in this society we've learned to be validated through sex but I don't think that in a marriage, sex is the end-all, be-all as far as validation. I think there's multiple ways to show validation and express that right. within a marriage. Yeah. I agree, but there's nothing, in my opinion, that is more vulnerable when it's done right. Right. So if you, you mean sex? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you, because then if you don't get it, I mean, the, the feelings of rejection that my clients experience, I mean, just devastation that they're you know, partner or spouse doesn't want them, you know, and so it is important. I think the, what you said that was important is that there's a lot of other ways of doing it, but Mm -hmm. I think it has to be consistently, you know, all of it, Mm. you know, it can't be like, well, I'm, I'm telling you that you're this amazing person, but I haven't slept with you in four months. Mm. (laughs) That's not okay. You listening? I am listening. (laughs) So we definitely have, and and even though this this, this is, Even though this isn't be less petty about sex, this isn't that particular episode. I will, in my defense, I do have issues with sex. Like, and it's not, and I don't feel like it's him. 
I don't think like it's like me not desiring him. It's just my own ideas around what sex is. For one, I I mean I dealt with some molestation as a young yeah. child, and then on top of that, I have multiple sclerosis. So my drive for sex is yeah. just non-existent. Right. Like I don't even right. I literally don't even think about it. And when I do think about it, it'll be so brief. It'll be like in the shower. So I'll be like, okay, let me masturbate. Mm-hmm. Done. You know what and I mean? And then there was also infidelity. And there and right. there was infidelity right. in our marriage. Right. Uh, and it was it was I'm gonna be honest with you, so shocking that I defended him to everyone, even though it happened, I knew it happened. But I was like, yeah, it happened, but he didn't sleep with her. I know him, I know him, I know him. And I was like so sure that, and my mama was like, you a damn fool if you think he didn't sleep with that woman. And I was like, mama, I'm telling you, right? And and he did. And it and it crushed, it hurt my little feelings when I, and she actually emailed me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know, he didn't tell me. Yeah. He told me he didn't. And then she emailed me and said they did. Mm-hmm. And it just like crushed me. But I don't feel... Like, that's why I'm not sexually engaged. I think it has more to do with just the desire personally in me. Like, I just don't have a desire for it. Right. I mean, I do. I I mean, obviously, I do some sex therapy. I also have a sex therapist on staff. I'm going to give a shout out to Karen Washington. But one thing that we see. We're going to need you on (laughs) the episode, Karen, if you listen to this, of uh, Be Less Petty About Sex. Thank you. But it is. I mean, one common thing that I look at is do women, and not just even women, but because I sometimes they have guys too, but do you just expect the desire to be there spontaneously? I do. Okay. I do expect me to just be like, uh, maybe I've seen too many movies, you know what I mean? But I'm just yep. like, I expect That's to just be like, oh, ooh, I yeah. want him. Yeah, because in, in movies, they go from meeting to falling in love to married all within an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> So, but that that Hollywood idea of how sex should be is literally screwing, no pun intended, our sex lives. That was good. That was good. But but that's the thing is there is a difference between responsive desire and spontaneous desire where sometimes Mm. there's a mismatch. It doesn't necessarily always have to follow along gender lines, but... You know, the guy is like the light switch, I'm ready to go. And the woman is like the dimmer switch where she needs maybe some stimulation, some romance, you know, some more foreplay than a guy. So here you're thinking, oh, well, I don't have the desire. But my one question is, well, when you actually are having sex with your husband, do you enjoy that? That's a good question. Got it. Oh, you're asking me Yes, because if you're enjoying, usually when I ask that question on my clients, they're like, yeah, once I'm into it, I'm fine. So the key is what is the block between you not feeling desire to you getting, you know, to the point of like having sex or making love with your partner? Yeah, I just always, I guess in my mind, I always just think about how much work it is. It's like (laughs) literally what I be like, I don't feel like doing this because it's just a lot of work. Like I have to. Be in, and then too, because he has a very he he's not as bad now, but he would like want me to like he wants to he's a very visual guy, so right. he needs me to look sexy and bring it to him in a different way where it's like, ooh, I'm ready, and I'm just not gonna like that. Just sounds exhausting to me to have to okay. do that. So my 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 one question for you is, I mean, so you have a what what would be your top need in your marriage, like your top emotional need? Mm. top emotional need mm-hmm. um, like what do you need the most to, oh god that was unexpected <laughs> uh, my top emotional need probably just full support behind my career that's probably my okay yeah my so, biggest need so how does your husband show that uh he i mean he i don't work uh, so i mean that's probably <laughs> the biggest way is <laughs> 
he he okay. pays uh, the majority of the bills. Okay. So. Uh, yeah. So he goes to work. He goes he to work, and he and he and he he goes and he's to here work today. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, and he's here today. And he also sacrifices his own creative um, ideas sometimes to support yeah. the household. Yeah, I work because a nine he, to five he works a regular plus job. photography, oh. so. right? And photography is what he really wants to do, and so he's sacrificing a lot of that to be able to still make make sure that I can not have to work. Okay, so. I always ask that question of my client who has the lower, let's say, just put in quotes, lower desire, because look at what you just said a few moments ago about how much effort it is to get in the mood and look at all the oh effort gosh, that he's Oh, gosh, you going to hit me with this. I knew where this was going. Stop it. Podcast <laughs> over, guys. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, it's like. Oh, God. Petty. That was petty. <laughs> that what you just did was so petty. That was not. That, she is She is talking from an objective standpoint. Oh, I yeah, think we should listen. This is going to fit in the hell out of you right now. <laughs> because it's, well, but, I mean, speaking of Us. petty, it's easy to minimize or make light of someone else's needs, yeah, right? Or sure. what's important to some, of our partner. It's like, oh, it's too much work, so I'm not going to do it. You know, I didn't want to, like, put you on the spot, but, <laughs> no, I, but I, 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 I see cool. this all the time, yeah. you know? And so it's like, wow, if you can acknowledge, and that was awesome that you could see all the ways that he is supporting you, then when you look at getting ready for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or however long it takes, you know, it's you, you are giving, you know, of yourself and it should be fun too. Like you don't want to just be like, Oh, okay. Let me you know, do this. But, right. But you know, having conversations of, okay, what do I enjoy? Like, what do I, what have I missed? Or like, what have we stopped doing that would make me look forward to it again? That's your accountability in your marriage, mm. you know? And he could like offer some suggestions or be like, Hey, remember when we did this or I miss this. And because it really should be uh, a playful, you know, joyous or like, vulnerable thing where it creates a lot of connection yeah and is that some way is that is that like a silent way of communicating as well oh absolutely yeah Yeah. because i I, we were talking about that also in the car because she was saying um because we were having i did make that point actually well she was making a point that well as your wife i feel like i should you know perform sex and do these things and i was like well yeah but i don't want it to feel like an obligation right i don't i feel like sex should be something that is very personal it's something that should be some good feelings behind it if it feels like an obligation then it probably you know i I would rather it not be that right i don't want you to just have sex with me you know say okay i'm obligated to do this as your wife i i want it to be kind of more passionate more just more feelings involved in it yeah but i think it's okay if it's both because sometimes Mm. relationships need for you know the couple to make love because the, the relationship really does need it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's bad. I mean, there's sometimes we sacrifice, right. you know, for the sake of our relationship, and there's right. nothing bad about that. And again, mm-hmm. it's not like sex is sometimes uh, kind of like what you know, I tell my clients sometimes, like, they're, you, de- you decide, like, maybe whose dream comes first or, you know, the kind of give and take. And so sometimes it's like you could just have a quickie because your partner needs it, you know, like or. Cookies. <laughs> it doesn't always have to be like the same kind, but like your voice in your in your marriage is to speak up for, hey, if this isn't working, then how are we going to make it? How, what are we going to put into play that works for the both of us? Yeah, because I think I've, I think he's done a lot of accommodating because of all the factors, right? And I think so in some ways he still feels kind of bad about the infidelity, sure. and so he's accepting of my detachment in that way. Um, I am absolutely speaking for him right now, but <laughs> he, you know, and I think I think that it's almost like 
like oh well I, I get it and she and she has and she's sick too so she has I, other stuff that's in and I get it it's not a big deal but in my mind it is a big deal because when you get into a marriage you expect that person to also like he was saying earlier validate you and make you feel even though I'm huge self-help person mm-hmm. where I feel like you are supposed to validate yourself. You are supposed to give yourself that love you need. But to an extent, a lot of people get married for that reason is to have that companionship and somebody that helps them through those times when they don't feel their best, right? It's that person to tell them you are your best though. You are amazing. You are, I I do want to have sex with you. I do desire you. You do turn me on. You are a great person. You are. And that's what we want from our marriage, but I don't, I'm, I'm so, uh, detached from (laughs) that I feel like it's like you should be able to give those same ideas of how great you are to yourself and if sex happened to be something Mm -hmm. that happens then great and I think we've had an argument one time where I was expressing how I felt about something and you were like well that's not up to me that's yours and I'm like yeah but I'm not Buddha (laughs) so (laughs) you know it's like like I don't know how like I'm a human being I'm gonna you know it's like I'm not perfect so it's like I'm going to have some of these thoughts that aren't necessarily right you know, I'm a, well, they're right because they're mine. Right. Right. But they're but they're not necessarily, you know, I get that it's not up to you to make me happy. But at the same time, I am human. And that's why we get married. Right. But I think there's a, a balance because the thing is, is that we are wired to be in connection with people, especially romantically. And so, you know, as much as you can try to do all of that work on your own. I do believe that that is a point of being in a relationship is to have a spouse or a partner who can be there for you or be there whether like any kind of support or basically attention and mm-hmm. affection. Like you otherwise like what's the point of being with someone, right. yeah. you know? And I think like I in my practice, I don't see anything as devastating as being cheated on. I mean, I I get a lot of the infidelity clients because I specialize in it. And, you know, it's okay. I mean, again, I don't know how long ago it happened, but, like, if if you're not... 2013. 2013. Was it that? Yeah. Yeah, because we hadn't been married a year yet. That's what I kept saying. Like, we haven't even been married a year yet. Like, that was my argument. (laughs) Yeah. But that's the thing is, I don't think you're ever going to forget it, but I don't know if... I hope it doesn't still pack the same emotional punch as it did back then. No, no. Which is why I'm able to engage with her and him in the same space or not. And, I mean, I mean, this... She she's a um, estheticianist, and so mm-hmm. I've gotten work done on mm-hmm. myself since her since mm-hmm. th- this happened. Like mm-hmm. I've been able to move past it from a standpoint of being angry at anyone in particular yeah. for it. I feel like I just happened to be a victim of circumstance, mm-hmm. and that he was emotionally going through something, and she just happened to be there to give him that emotional mm-hmm. relief at the time. And so that's how I look at the mm-hmm. the occurrence. Um, but I do think they, there may be some subconscious things that are still there. From yep. it lingering that I just haven't that I've been so optimistic about it that I just haven't <laughs> dealt with them. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like, no, yeah. I get it, I understand, everything's fine, but yet we're not having sex. So clearly it's <laughs> something there. Well, it's one of the things that I make sure my clients understand in our work with healing after infidelity is the importance of open and honest communication. Mm. Yeah. You know, and so to bring it full circle, thank you. Yeah. Right. I mean it wasn't even intentional, but but how important it is for forever. Like, um, I mean, a kind of simpler example is what if you have a growing attraction to someone at work? 
you know, you get a, there's a new hire in the company and you're like, oh, well, there's just something about this person. It doesn't necessarily mean right when they start, you know, because, again, people don't necessarily cheat with someone who's more attractive than their partner. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of research out there that shows that that is not true. And so they're just like maybe different. So when I ask my clients, hey, if you have if you, you know, are getting more attracted to someone would you tell your partner and they're like hell no Anita I wouldn't but you should but you should and again it's not in a harmful way I think it's so important to be gentle and saying you know hey I just want to talk to you about something because the secrecy that is involved in infidelity plays such a key role in fueling those flames of passion oh wow and so like I kind of like, ooh, I got a little secret. <laughs> like yeah. it makes it just oh, that more, okay. I was much to more heightened. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, so that, and I look, I don't know, like for you, but I also assess for whether or not my clients who have cheated are conflict avoidant. You know, so oh, if- absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. We've had this conversation so mm-hmm. many times where he, if it's something uncomfortable for him to talk about, he'll just. Just yeah. deal with it. Like, you know what? It's fine. I just yeah. don't bring it but, up. But that's the thing is like, yeah. what yeah. role did that play in, you know, you cheating? Yeah. Because then that gives you specific things to like watch out for, to look for. If you're like, because uh, just this last week I had, I worked with a couple of, uh, you know, guys who have cheated and I sat at the edge of my, you know, chair in the office and I leaned forward and I go, so just out of curiosity, did you tell your wife that this wasn't working, that you weren't getting enough attention from them, that you weren't, you know, maybe getting enough sex? Because, again, most cheating, I mean, some cheating is not, it's not always about sex. So I just want to make that clear. Right. And I don't but, think ours was. Yeah, no, but like that attention, emotional. support. Right. And there are more men are actually having emotional affairs now. You know, right. they're kind of having them at the same rates as uh, women. Which I think is more dangerous than just the sexual. It's absolutely more yeah. dangerous. Emotional. Because, yeah. Guy, yeah, I mean, there is some research that shows that guys can just view it as sex and not be emotionally connected but once that happens i mean i think emotional affairs can absolutely be devastating for sure sometimes more so than the physical Mm -hmm. but you know i asked both you know my clients you know did you tell your you know partner that you were so like unhappy or that you needed x y and z and they're like no and one of them was like anita i should have told her 15 years ago yeah and i'm like yes you should have but that's the thing is that avoidance and oh i don't want to hurt their feelings but then you'll see the The long-term consequence which is just way worse than if you just brought it up in the moment so part of my work with my clients is getting them to be less conflict avoidant, bringing up the hard topics, mm-hmm. you know, being okay with it. Not that you're going to ever be 100% comfortable with conflict, right. you know, but it's also such a great intimacy builder because when you say, hey, I need this or this is important to me and you find, again, it could be a compromise, right? We're not just going to get it the way that we want. And your partner does it. I mean, look at all the positivity, you know, that you just put into your marriage or your relationship because you're like, wow, they listened. Mm-hmm. They acknowledged that this was important and I see them. Like yeah. if you put that dish away, because it's not about the dish anymore. It's not about that food, right. you know, but about respecting something that's really important to her, mm-hmm. you know, and then she's respecting you f- uh, by not nitpicking over everything, mm-hmm. you know, that you're or like leaving the socks on the floor or whatnot. Right. And then you can shift. I didn't even say that, did I? No, no, no. So no. you just knew that, that he does that. <laughs> it's crazy. She has a whole joke about how I leave socks everywhere. Oh, really? <laughs> she actually created a whole rap about it. I have a rap it. song about his socks. I'd love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I played in my waiting room. Oh, right. my God. <laughs> 
That's funny. Oh God, this was so. I'm so wow. sad that it's come up to the end already. Oh, oh my gosh, that this, was so fast. It was because you have so much great information. I want to ask do you, you a take couple. Blue Cross Blue Shield. I do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be signing up on your website. <laughs> Um, so funny. So I want to ask you these last couple questions really quick just to um, because I think that it's really good information. What are some ways to argue less petty? Like what are some ways to, you know, to when you're when you find yourself getting into an argument or you find yourself about to hit that peak, what are some ways to kind of help that out? Well, to be one, less petty about it? I mean, you really got to watch your emotions. So please, 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 if you find yourself getting into either fight mode or flight mode, please take a time out. And it has to be with a distraction. So with a distraction, with a distraction. So like, oh, I yeah, because you'll just be thinking you'll be ruminating right, on the right. Ideas and then you're going to be like, well, I'm going to tell them these 10 things when <laughs> yeah. I get back and it's not going to help. It's just going to keep right. you revved up. Yes. So go play Candy Crush, go on Facebook, go for a walk or a drive. I don't care. But it has to be Fortnite. for a distraction. Fortnite. Yeah. That's his game. <laughs> and oh. then, you know, when you're the other thing is. I, I see a lot of people where if one person has hit, almost like hit that or has already hit that point of no return, the other partner doesn't respect that. But they're like, no, we have to answer. We have to have this conversation right now. We have to resolve it. And again, that's like the worst thing you can do is like you need to give your partner space. If you have anxiety about this being unresolved, then you need to manage that on your own. Mm. You know, another thing is uh, stop fighting to see who's right. You know, and again, adopting that, okay, if we're both right, if both of our perspectives are valid, then how can we understand each other and then compromise? You know, and so I love the word workability and I use it all the time with my clients because, you, you know, looking at how is this going to work for bo the both of us can really get away from the I'm right, you're wrong, yeah. which just does not make anyone feel good in the relationship. Right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. And this is just the last fun one um, that I want you to answer. When is it okay to go through your mate's phone? If ever. So I think if your gut tells you or you have evidence that something is up, like if you think they're cheating. like So you it, think it's okay, though? You think it's definitely a doable thing? I do because, but you have to, it's, but the, the one caveat I have to that is sometimes anxious people, like people who are highly anxious, they can sometimes be really insecure about their partner cheating when there's nothing going on. So and that can encourage the cheat. Um, potentially. I mean, I mean, I think people can, I mean, people cheat, like, you know, they make that decision, you mm -hmm. know, like you could have been like, Hey, this isn't working. We're going to get a divorce if nothing changes. Right. You had other options besides that. So I don't want to like have a, you know, cause effect kind of relationship here. But I mean, I think if people have a lot of anxiety and they feel the need to go through their partner's phone all the time, then they have to work on the trust, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, and okay, what are you thinking? How is your, you know, they have to manage their anxiety and maybe they do need reassurance. That's why like, it's not all about like, we can't just give ourselves reassurance of our partner's love on our own. <laughs> we just can't, it's impossible. And so, you know, the person being able to say like, Hey, you know, I am feeling a little anxious or I feel like your attention is being diverted elsewhere. And like, you know, this, these are ways that I feel connected to you and then mm -hmm. allowing that person to put that into action. But if you like really, really suspect, I mean, I, I do, I mean, I, a lot of my clients, they're like, I knew and I should have trusted my gut. And so that's why I think it's, it's kind of a gray area, yeah. but if you do catch your partner cheating, like don't set a, 
you know, a truth trap. Just be like, hey, this is what I found. <laughs> you know, yeah. But like, this is what I found. Tell me what's going on. Yeah. Because you don't want it to. I, I feel what you're saying. Versus like, so what are you doing Friday? And right. you've already read the text message that said, right. I'm going to meet you at eight. Yeah. It's like, it's why create that when you right. can just right. say, hey, this is happening and I'm not okay with it. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Back to the communication. Wow. It's always going down, goes well, down to the communication. Thank you so, so wow. much. Anita, this was amazing. Like, I'm going to have to have you on at I've some point for, for another part two. Oh, gosh. Well, I would love to. Yeah. I mean, I think the guests will get a lot out of this. I, God, mean, I really do. I think they're going to get a lot out of this. Thank you. So much again. Yeah. Do you want to tell anybody where to find you at yeah. Instagram, Twitter, or your website, Relationship Reality 312.com? Yes, and then on Twitter, Instagram, I'm Anita on Love, and then we also have a Facebook page. And if they go to the website, they can also sign up for our newsletter. Nice. We send about like you know once a quarter, so it's not anything that will you right. know, clog your inbox. So, what is that cool. at, uh, at Anita on Love? On Love, okay. Yes. Thank you nice. so yeah, much I had again. Such a blast. This was definitely this beneficial so to me and <laughs> us, and uh, I'm pretty sure that my listeners will get something out of it too. So, thank you. All right, guys, keep on listening to the series because we being less petty about relationships. Thank you so much for listening, honey. You want to say bye? Bye, <laughs> and thank you, Anita. This was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. A very special thank you to Lisa Beasley, our producer with She Funny, as well as Teresa Stewart. Her company is Colored. She's responsible for all of our new branding and design and Cards Against Humanity for this donated studio space.